here we are, Wednesday, September 12th, on Saturday. I'm, I'm playing a clip of this song because, oh, he wrote it. When he was 15. Crazy. Rich Robinson, one of the founding members of the Black Crows, uh, after had the sort of divorce from his brother, uh, formed the Magpie Salute. Magpie is a, another type of crow, right? Remember the magpie oh, cartoons? Yeah. The two magpies sitting up on the wire talking yes. to each other. Yeah, I the magpies. Think of it. Yeah. yeah, that's why he did it. It's kind of a shot, and that's why his brother has the brotherhood of Chris Robinson. Chris Robinson Brotherhood. Look, when you take someone out of a band, if they had a real part in the sound of that band, their new band is probably going to sound somewhat like it. Yep. And and the first record uh, that they that they put out, the Magpie Salute, coming to the Hampton Beach Casino Ballroom Saturday night, they put on great shows. Mm-hmm. And um, the first record did certainly sound a lot like uh, the Black Crows. There's still that feel to the new record, uh, but it's got a little bit of a, a different vibe. And um, we do have, uh, I think we have some tickets uh, left for the Magpie Salute. Saturday night, Hampton Beach Casino Ballroom. I was just down there the other day uh, hanging out with Andy. They're very excited uh, for the show. And we are joined this morning on the phone by, uh, we got a few pair. I will right, we'll do them afterwards. We'll have some pairs for the Magpie Salute for you. Coming up. But ladies and gentlemen, we're joined by one of the founding members of uh, the Black Crows, and of course now with Magpie Salute, uh, Rich Robinson. Good morning, Rich. Hey, everybody. How you doing? I'm good. Yeah, I would bet you would. Be. How are you guys doing? Uh, we're we're doing good. Uh, you know, it's uh, we're excited for the show coming up on Saturday, the Hampton Beach Casino Casino Ballroom. I think you played there last uh, year, last yes, year, yeah, there. and 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 before that in your career. But uh, got to be excited. The new album's out, High Water One, uh, released uh, last month, and it's got to be. I think I've asked people before what it's like after working on an album and having it, you know, waiting for it to be released, and then when it finally comes out. It's kind of like, I guess, giving birth in a way, right? Yeah, it's, it's almost like going into the studio, the songs are the seeds, and then when you tour, you plant them, and they kind of see where they go, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's what's really interesting about it. Um, we started touring about a month before the record came out, and we focused a lot on the, the new stuff, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's been great, man. It's been received really well. It's been really fun to get out there and sort of see people's reactions and, and also i mean even in these short two months that we've been on tour uh you know watch these songs grow right they change right i mean what when you you record them and then you go out and you take them on the road and do, do you find that is it always been the case with i mean with the black crows and everything where songs kind of changed and found maybe a new vibe or a slightly different vibe the more you played them on the air i mean on on the stage yeah, I mean, it's really subtle, but it, it you know, because the chords of the song are the chords, the yeah. melody of the melody of the melody, mm-hmm. and the words are the words, but the sort of the subtle differences of how the band kind of takes it out and, and shifts it, you know, in their approach, and it's it's really an interesting case study for bands that get out there and do that. I mean, we, the Crows always flew by the seat of their pants, and this band does the same, you know? Yeah. You know, a band like Tom Petty, you know, wrote these, crafted these amazing songs, and they tried to stay true to the record. And, and, you know, I think, you know, listening to American Girl in 2015 was very similar to the way it was when it was written. Tom took that time to write those songs and play and present them that way, Mm -hmm. um, which is really cool and amazing. And Those songs are amazing. Uh, But the Crows, I don't know if we necessarily have that attention span, and the Magpie definitely doesn't have the attention span. We just kind of get up there and wing it. Right. But it's what rock and roll music is. You know, it's Mm -hmm. kind of that danger that it could go off the rails at any time. 
and then you could pull it back, you know. Yeah. And and so you know, it's almost like watching it. It's like, oh, are they going to make it? They get oh, they made it. Yeah. <laughs> and sometimes you know, and, and so that's what adds to the excitement, and that's what adds to that sort of rock and roll thing. There's an abandon to it. Absolutely, you know? Mag Magpie Salute coming to the Casino Ballroom Saturday night. Rich Robinson on the uh, on the phone. Let's go ahead, Laura. Obviously, you write a lot. You have High Water One, and then it was announced you're releasing High Water Two right into that. Why not release it? all together what was your reasoning in separating these two albums well we had almost 30 songs and we didn't want to have our first official studio release be a box set right you know we're it's a new band with a new context but there's another con a subcontext within the new context you know <laughs> what i mean so it's like you get up there and you see me and mark together and you see spin up there but then you see these other three guys that had nothing to do with the crows and then you see and so it's interesting to see the process and when people come I mean, last year was a celebration of the the music that, you know, me and Mark and Eddie Harsh and Sven and, you know, all of these different things together uh, had made over the years. And that's, you know, because the band was so organic in its inception, you know, it was like, oh, let's do a show. Yeah. Oh, let's do a tour. Right. Oh, let's do this. And it wasn't, it wasn't a five-year plan, but this is the first year where we, you know, we focused and we stepped into being this band. And so... This is what we're doing this year, and, and we want to really, you know, focus on this. And we understand that there's a process to it. There's a process to bring in the people that are coming to see us, and there's a process of us sort of looking at each other and like, oh, my brother's not standing there, and Steve's not on drums, but right. these new guys are, and what they bring to the table is so interesting and so cool. Mm -hmm. uh, so it, it's it's really cool for all of us to see. Scotty, when your album comes out, do you do anything special? Do you go buy it? or No, I don't. <laughs> you go get a frosty down at Wendy's because they got a good those frosties, man. You can't you can't resist a frosty. <laughs> Someone in the band may do like a little elven dance for about thirty seven seconds, but other than that, yep. just keep moving on. Nice, okay. You know, it, 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 yeah. the, when we had you on last year, it was in the middle of the you know the the back and forth with you and your brother, and we don't need to get into it. But it was in the middle of that that went on, you know, last year. And then there's you know people like you said, there are good, people that are going to come to you that that became familiar with you and the other guys in the band as 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 the Black Crows, and there's that vibe to the music. I think with High High Water One, I've listened to the record, and it's got it has that that sort of personality that 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 you brought to the to the Crows and the other members brought to the Crows, but it's also got a distinctly different sound, I think. And when I'm listening to it, you got songs like like High Water, and I was listening to to, to Walk on Water. Is it me, or it, it's got a little '60s vibe to it? You know, I mean, there's the rhythm and blues certainly, and there's the melodies, but you know, the production was really—I thought it was kind of really a callback to some of the psychedelic '60s stuff that I, I dug. Am I off the mark on that, or is that just me? No, I—I I, I mean, I think it—I think it's there, you know. But I think that it's less—it's less a focus on like a time frame, but more a focus on the. This sort of purity of intention yeah. that was happening in the '60s when people made records, you know. So to me, there's still exploration to be done, you know. There's still, you know, and it's, you know, I don't believe that we need computers to fix everything, you know. I, I believe in in organic, authentic, sincere music that is made by human beings that, you know, and to kind of let your imperfections fly because it's those imperfections that is what makes it unique. Well, um, I certainly didn't mean know, it as a negative it, thing either, though, Rich. I, what I'm oh, no, saying no, 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 no. is, it no, has not, that not a negative thing, I, right? Yeah, I think it's cool. Yeah. Absolutely, mm -hmm. I don't, I don't take it as a negative. I'm just explaining, like, 
like when we go into the studio, that's what it is. When you look back at in the, in the 60s at those bands that we grew up with loved in the 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s, the thing that was amazing about them is that they were unique. You, Neil Young was absolutely unique. Yeah. Bob Dylan was absolutely unique. Van Morrison, you go down the road, and it seems like today it's almost like a sieve where everyone's racing for the bottom, right. trying to sound the same. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I, I appreciate what you said because that's actually true. With the years uh, with the Crows, you know, you, you mentioned them a few times. Do you uh, do you bristle? I mean, sometimes at at any comparison to 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 your former band. I mean, I know it's a completely different animal, but that doesn't mean that people aren't going to say, well, you know, draw some sort of uh, of comparison. Do you bristle when that happens? No, because, you know, look, that's that's a huge swath of my life's work. Right. You know, I mean, that was an incredible band. I'm nothing but proud of it, uh, what we accomplished as a band. I mean, and that was my brother, too, yeah. you know? And so, and then I started when I was 19. We made Shake Your Moneymaker, you know? And so that's a large part of the of the of my history and... Really, you know, at the on the onset of this, the only reason anyone's coming to see us right now is because of the Black Crows, you right. know, and I know that one hundred percent fully well. On the on the flip side, we're here doing this new thing, and I understand the you know I understand the desire and the necessity and the you know and the sort of nostalgic element of wanting to hear those songs again. I mean, that's why I got into a band mm-hmm. is to write a song that maybe moves someone as much as you know uh you can't always get what you want moved me or whatever it is mm-hmm. you know like or or uh, visions of johanna you know you listen to these songs they mean so much to me they meant so much to me as a child right and growing up and so and so to be able to write songs that really connect with people on that level i mean that's there's nothing there's no higher honor than that in my opinion i've seen i i saw the crows uh many times it gave me one of my fondest uh concert memories that had nothing to do with you or the band uh as as i'm gonna tell you very quickly i mean i love the band we laura a huge fans uh but i it was it, it's one of those things you see at a concert rich and you go did i just see that it was at the uh, it was the Black Crows, Durham, New Hampshire, Whittemore Center. Uh, there was a woman that was uh, alternately, uh, how do I say this, uh, servicing uh, two different gentlemen. Wow! <laughs> yep. I never. Wow. Well, so, so wow. while you were writing hard to handle, yeah, right. no. she was handling it just fine. <laughs> no, she, she, he was playing it. I was like, it was one of those concert moments, you know, and I've been to a billion shows, like I'm sure you have, where sometimes people get crazy. I just wanted you to know that was my one of my concert memories. That mm-hmm. It was yep. at your show, but didn't involve you. There you go. So I, I said it. You know. Okay. Well, hey, thanks. <laughs> See what your music does to I just, I just threw this whole interview off the rails. You know. But uh, uh, well, I love the vibe. I love the sound of the new record, High Water One. Uh, they'll be releasing High Water Two, and uh, it's good to talk to you, man. We look forward to seeing you at the Casino Ballroom. I'm sure it's going to be a great show coming up on Saturday night. But thanks for uh, taking some time to talk with us this morning, Rich. We really appreciate it. Excellent, man. We'll see you soon. Thank you. All right, buddy. Thank you. Bye, bye. So if you want to go, uh, you can email Laura, and we'll uh, send you to the show. I did see that, by the way. That was kind of crazy. It was a double take. I mean, by me. I was like, what? What? What is what going on over there? What I think? And it was. It was going on. Inside. It was going on. You expect on. to see that like at a festival show. Something outside. Oh, you wouldn't inside. feel it. Hey, I'm not criticizing. Um, all right. So there you go. 
Uh, if you want to go to the show, you can email Laura. All of your information, Laura at MorningBuzz.com. Can't have won anything within 30 days. That's the rule, people. Okay. Thank you. I know sometimes they forget. We, my friends. We'll be right back.